0: Allah
1: You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio, broadcasting on DAB and via the internet twenty-four hours a day.
0: Peace be upon you and welcome to this week's edition to Pathway to Peace. A show which takes an analytical look at the current issues and trends affecting us all. Trying to find the answers to problems that affect our political peace, economic peace, social peace and perhaps the noblest of them all, inner peace. In an article published on the BBC News website back in June 2021 entitled Loneliness, A Bigger Health Risk Than Smoking or Obesity NHS prescriptions for gardening and dancing are vitally needed to help tackle rising levels of loneliness after lockdown, people suffering from isolation have said. In the article, Alice Gray, a 29-year-old science communicator and producer from Cardiff who struggled with loneliness during lockdown, said social prescribing was vitally needed. She added that loneliness could often be stereotyped as affecting older people. But she spent long periods in isolation during the pandemic, even spending the last birthday of her 20s alone because of social distancing rules. Loneliness is a widespread problem, even prior to pandemic, she says. It's not only incredibly isolating, but it's very stigmatised and often associated with the older generation, despite more younger people struggling with loneliness. Three times as many young people deal with loneliness compared to older people. That's why this week's programme is titled Tackling Loneliness, Fulfilling the Rights of Others. My name is Kaleem Anwar and I'm your host for today's program and with me in the studio to attempt to dissect this topic and its many encompassing issues is fellow pathway to peace presenter Anil Tahir. So um salamu welcome and a warm welcome to you. Um so yeah I mean this is a, this is an interesting article that I came across it, it is quite old I admit but it caught my eye in the sense how um I don't know if it's fair to say that sort the pandemic is is it, it seems to be coming to an end I mean I, choose my words carefully there because as we know cases are on the rise um and 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 there there is caution to to be had as well so but um on the whole we're seeing a lot of sort of venues opening up weddings are taking place kind of fully you know you know with 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 sort of no no sort of social distancing rules and and it's quite i just thought it was quite interesting how this article sort of highlighted the fact that you know there are people no doubt during the pandemic had um had really sort of felt, or everyone had felt, I think, the consequences of, of sort of, of of the pandemic. But, some, and, but she's particularly remarked about the fact that, look, maybe the sort of pandemic sort of marks the fact that, you know, people felt isolated because it, it was actually happening prior to the pandemic itself. I think what was interesting for me is the fact how she's remarked about the fact that it's um, it's younger people that 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 have sort of um they are, are feeling this, feeling this the most which is ironic because you you'd think that that generation sort of you know sort of known as sort of the millennials um, or or generation z um you'd think they they're the ones that are sort of online and i don't know your thoughts on if you're if you're online is it, is it, is it fair to say that you sh- you shouldn't be feeling isolated i don't know thoughts?
2: yeah it's it's a uh, an interesting one because um when you think of loneliness, you maybe tend to think of, of older people who are maybe mm. in, you know, th- you think of care homes, you yeah. think of um, those kind of places where yeah. people may not have someone. But um, as you say, it's interesting that m- more younger people are now feeling yeah. um, feeling lonely. And um, as you say, we've now got this technology, we've got social media, yeah. um, we can connect with each other yeah. so much yeah. um, more easily. Yeah. I mean, today I was uh, on a, um, on a zoom call and we we saw a a wedding uh, take place online which is yeah. kind of now become yeah. um, not that uh, uncommon yeah. um and it was from you know people in different countries of the world so yeah. we are able to connect and see people uh, family members that you wouldn't be able to necessarily see yeah. um, that easily yeah however i think you know the rise of the the smartphone and, and um I mean, there's definitely there's definitely benefits from mm. from technology, and it can definitely help yeah. um, reduce uh, loneliness yeah. because you can, as I mentioned, connect. But then at the same time, yeah. you know, sometimes we're just glued to our phone, yeah. um, and we're just scrolling on the phone, or yeah. Um, so are it, we are we actually
0: communicating with anyone if we're just exactly
2: and, and just scrolling endless yeah, scrolling? Exactly, yeah. And uh, so, in reality, um, maybe we've become more uh, more accustomed to kind of being being alone and mm. you know just you've got a phone and you can you mm. know i mean
1: yeah you
2: can use the internet you can use yeah. uh, whatsapp you can use all these other different um, yeah mediums of communication yeah and maybe because you're, you feel like you're talking to someone on whatsapp yeah. or something yeah. um that that you are actually connected but, but are you, you really? Know, really yeah but, but humans are mm. you know are social beings right yeah. And, yeah. and um you know getting out and and meeting people and and those kind of things are are very important.
0: I mean it's funny. I I I have to I kind of confess to one thing. So I mean during the pandemic, you know, my parents they never had a you know never even owned a mobile phone and and you know we had to force you know get them to use a mobile phone um a smartphone a smartphone at like that you know with all the sort of the apps um and um d- during during lockdown because what whatever way was there to sort of everyone else is having these sort of zoom calls um these face to face you know um camera calls and um and so obviously you know there, there would you could see this sort of technological divide you know almost between the generations and i think i think it was quite remarkable how the older the older generation really did sort of um it, it almost acted as a catalyst in terms of sort of getting them up to speed and obviously there's, there's a limit but they really did sort of, you know, their, you know, their sort of understanding and and, and being able to just, I, like I said, for me, it was, it was an absolute miracle for people who don't use, you know, PCs and then to sort of become used to kind of using a, a, a smartphone, you know, using sort of the, you know, using, using those sort of the apps and the, the instant messaging to the point, to the point that now, you know, they're you know, interested in sort of, ah, oh, you know, what's Twitter about and, and what's it? So that's. It was for me. It was rem- it was remarkable. I just thought, wow, you know, that generation who who really have seen. I mean, we've seen technology change in our lifetime. I mean, in terms of just the way the internet has sort of evolved. But for that generation, we're talking about people in the eighties. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's,
2: it's amazing, and it, it's it's been clearly more difficult as we've grown up with the technology yeah. so you're kind of yeah. used to yeah. um you know using it and and understanding it yeah um but i think one th- it's just that slight barrier where um they may not or, or they may have a an idea or oh, it's difficult to use or, yeah. or something like that but once they've um, been kind of taught how to use it yeah. or and shown how to use these things they've kind of taken to it yeah um but, but yeah it's it, it's certainly uh a useful tool,
0: yeah. No, no, exactly. Um, there were some various um websites that I'd come across as part of our, our research for the show, which um gave um some some of some interesting facts. Um, this was one um one such source on the site Statista, and it was it was a, a sort of an infographic around the distribution of changes in loneliness feelings during the lockdown in the united kingdom and this was as of april 2020 i suppose during the sort of the the, the peak of the pandemic and um uh, it was interesting how if you it's i mean it's, it's hard to describe this sort of the, the sort of the sort of the the bar chart here but it's sort of categorised into various age groups you know 18 to 24 is one group then 25 to 34 35 to 44 and so on and so forth um sort of going up in sort of in, in tens and, it, and it's, if I could describe it, that the group which felt loneliness a lot more, say, that was sort of the category, that it was either a lot more or a little more, about the same, a little less or a lot less. So just sort of focusing on that, that group which experienced sort of loneliness a lot more um, was in the 18 to 24 group, you know the youngest group that had been sort of surveyed. And, and, and it's literally a sort of a decreasing um, sort of scale so that the 65 plus, were were actually showing, you know, the least amount uh, as, as feeling, um, you know, loneliness a lot more. So just, to, so just to sort of, you know, highlight that again, it was the it was the youngest group, 18 to 24, that felt it a lot. And, I, and I'm just wondering, I'm wondering, to be honest, I wonder if that's maybe that doesn't come as a surprise because that gener that group naturally, sort the youngest group, tend to be the most social, uh, sociable anyway. Pandemic came along disrupted that whereas for the sort of 65 plus generation if they were feeling lonely before was there any change even during the pandemic sadly sad to say
2: yeah I mean that age group the 18 to 24 um, age group you, you know they, they, they'd have been used to going to school yeah. college university yeah, yeah. Um, and interacting with, with a lot of different people yeah um, and you know or, or starting the early years of work yeah Um, And for them, it it would have probably been, you know, a big change compared to, as you say, um, the 65 plus who, if, I mean, um, of course, these statistics don't drill down into individual cases. And of course, different people would have felt different ways. But if, if you know, uh, generally, um, the change for younger people would have been uh, probably a lot more than um, for the older generations.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely um another site another sort of statistic on on the same site com, was uh a sort of a bar chart around um it's entitled how often do you feel lonely how often do you feel lonely and um this was taken uh as that um feelings feelings of loneliness among adults um 2021 by country so it's actually sort of breaking up by country here and um Yeah, so the source is actually from um, November 2021. And I think what's really surprising for me is that the country which often or always um, feels loneliness or feeling lonely was Brazil. Brazil sort of came in at the top, followed by Turkey, followed by India. Um, so just just to sort of repeat, so those who were surveyed and often or always or some of the, you know, often you know find it um, feelings of loneliness. Yeah. So Brazil came in at number one, followed by Turkey, followed by India, followed uh, sort of India, Saudi Arabia, around about sort of the same 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 mark. Um, and that's interesting because when I think of those countries, I you know I mean, you, you think they're very social, <laughs> given the sort of the nature of the sort of the structure of the family, um, and. And uh, the countries which hardly ever uh, feel feel lonely, uh, we have Netherlands, um, and Japan, and Poland. I, I was just so surprised. I'm. I'm. I be honest. I'm after, I'm. am double checking the, the the bar graph to think: Have I actually read this right? But um, yeah, just just. I'm just. I'm. I'm sort of. I'm, I'm thinking as I'm speaking here. So this is, often or always have experienced feelings of loneliness. Yeah, I mean, Brazil at the top, and we have Netherlands at the bottom. And I just, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm surprised by that. When you see
2: um, a lot of time, you see kind of happiness indexes, uh, yes, or indices. Yeah, and uh, yeah. A lot of the time, you you see the the Scandinavian countries uh, yeah. near the top. Yeah. Um, so yes, I was I was, expe- I was expecting to see. I mean, I was expecting to see one point. of one of them. Um, towards the kind of uh, the bottom, the bottom.
0: That's a good point. Um, that's a very good point. Sweden comes in at. So we've got Netherlands, so Netherlands right at the bottom, followed by Japan, followed by Poland, followed by Russia, then Sweden comes in. Um, but yeah, I don't really see Norway or anyone, um, yeah, I haven't seen any of this, but I'm just, I'm really intrigued by that. I just, you know, the, I, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not sure how big the sample was, but typically when you think of Brazil... Um, Turkey, India. I don't know. You just, you just. You, I don't know. Maybe it's the stereotype, but you think of the sort of the institution of the family. You think there might be a lot more sort of social interactions going on. Yeah, just trying to uh, yeah.
2: trying to figure out. I mean, maybe economic issues in uh, yeah. in in those countries. That we know that um, the economy in Turkey, you know, yeah. uh, there's been very very high inflation. Um, so yeah. maybe that's that's uh, yeah. um, impacted the country, and then that's impacted. Um, you know yeah. how. I mean, I'm just trying to correlate, yeah. you know, the economy to kind of uh, loneliness, and, yeah. and, and maybe yeah. some of those factors have uh, yeah. uh, have led to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We um, a, there was another sort of interesting site that I came across, which it, it wasn't sort of presenting sort of statistics per se, but it's on the website psychologytoday.com. And it sort of tries to explain sort of the psychology of loneliness and why it's on the rise um, and so the, and the author says humans are deeply social creatures our ability to collaborate may be the hallmark of the human species um, which I think is a valid point um, we can't run the fastest fight the most ferociously or see the furthest but at our best we can work together better than any other species uh, that's, a, that's quite a very really profound point actually that I think separates us from everyone else, really, isn't it? I mean, that's maybe that's how as a, as a society we you know we've we've achieved what we've achieved. But actually, but sort of throw into the mix, and I know that it's taking the conversation in a whole new direction here. But I'm just saying that. But 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 maybe that's sort of evidence of the fact that the human race have have been blessed with this sort of this cognitive ability of 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 revelation. You know, we've been blessed with prophets, which. A sort of, a, a sort of, maybe that that has sort of led us to become, you know, sort of, you know, more united as as a species. It'd Be at a local level to begin with, sort of these tribes and yeah, I mean, uh,
2: absolutely. I suppose uh, a religious group, yeah, um, would you know becomes a community, yeah. um and yeah, makes that bond yeah. of uh, brotherhood and uh, yeah, unity. Yeah, um, there's
0: almost there's almost like a. There's a reason. There's a reason why we sort of exist. or we'll get together. Um, it doesn't feel as random as such. And maybe that's how sort of religion has sort of guided sort of, you know, these communities you know, through, through, through teachers, through prophets. Um, this article goes on to, carries on to say on, on the Psychology Today website. So they say, it says, This means that feeling social isn't just a mood for happy hours and weekends. It's always with us. It's one of our key drives, just like thirst and hunger. We have a natural um, predication towards being in the presence of others and are typically much more content when around others. And just like hunger and thirst, we feel something is missing when our social needs aren't met. Uh, When we go through periods of isolation, as many have during the COVID lockdowns, we experience a feeling of withdrawal. Um, Before the show, actually, you mentioned something really quite interesting, how we sort of associate loneliness as sort of, you know, the sort of the mental effects sort of depression but but what's interesting is kind of you made the point that but there are sort of physically it kind of expresses itself physically as well
2: yeah i mean uh, you know loneliness can lead to depression yeah. um alzheimer's you know anxiety um i've even heard um that it can shorten your lifespan yeah um and these are all physical kind of yeah. ailments that it leads to, and yeah. when you naturally think about um, how can you look after yourself physically, you think, okay, well, I can look after my diet, I can mm. sleep, sleep more, or, or get enough sleep, um, yeah. or well rested, um, and you look at these aspects, but yeah. y- you you don't really think about the the social aspect of it, and 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 that having a, a detrimental impact on your on your physical well being. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it would impact your mind and and the mind would then, you know, could lead to, um, you know, of course, if, if, if we're unable to, uh, if if our mental health isn't good, we, we now know that that, that does have detrimental, um, impacts on, on your physical health. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's not something that you, that would, you know, stare at you in the face that, you know, you're. If yeah. I don't have social interaction, it's going to cause me yeah. um, physical ailments.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. The, what's really interesting <clears throat> is at the end of the article, it talks about the UK um, sort of perspective. It says the UK has been noted to be especially lonesome. Over half of UK employees report feeling lonely at work. Uh, and at home, nearly 75% describe their neighbours as strangers. Uh, that's, that's an interesting point, which we'll no doubt come talk about in the second half of the show. In 2016 one in ten Brits reported that they did not have a single friend to rely upon. And in 2020, that shot up to one in eight. So it says, indeed, the issue has reached something of a political breaking point. Um, and the article ends by saying, in 2018, the Prime Minister went so far as to appoint a minister for loneliness. Now, that's really interesting. And I think we're going to explore the sort of work the government have done in that area. Um, But I I guess it just shows the sort of the the gravitas of the situation, really, that it really is a serious issue. Um, And many a time, um, uh, you know, I suppose COVID sort of just highlighted this, but people have been saying, I think people have been sort of shouting out about this for quite a while, that this really probably is the next big, can you say it's the next, I say the next big thing, but the next kind of big pandemic? Is this, we are just maybe not as a society... um, I suppose it's it's sort of this sort of British sort of stiff upper lip thinking of you know we're, we're very reserved, and we're quite shy. I think. Well, I mean, I'm saying that as a Londoner. But that's a, that's yeah.
2: a very interesting point because as I was uh, on my way here, I was doing doing some research and yeah. um, I, I listened to a few TED talks. Yeah. Uh, and surprisingly, there, there's a number of TED talks actually on this specific topic. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of highlights the fact that this is a huge. Uh, a huge issue yeah. um and it is definitely growing yeah. um but one of the things um mentioned in one of them um <clears throat> was the fact that um you know how do you um interact you know interacting with other people you know just yeah. going out yeah. and meeting people is not it's not an easy thing necessary no, to do i mean not. who do you go and meet so right. one of the um solu- solutions that one of the um um I forget the name of the, the yeah. pre- presenter, but yeah. um, one of the solutions she um, suggested was when you go out, um, so even just doing your daily kind of chores, so if you go to the grocery, yeah, um, and just speak to people, yeah, yeah, and rather than just, you know, if someone asks you a question and just responding to the question, yeah. actually, you know, maybe increase that conversation just a little bit further, develop yeah. it a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you you will see uh, a huge change in um, yeah. in in how uh, maybe the rest of your day goes. You, you might have a, a an interesting conversation with someone that could yeah. um, you know you, you may build up a friendship. Yeah. And the the point about the, uh, us being reserved, uh, I, yeah. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Yeah. Us Londoners, uh, yeah. yeah, you know when you're on the tube, yeah. for example, yeah. nobody talks to anyone. No, but no. Uh, if you uh, you know. Uh, I contrast that with Americans who are very much more you know a, a lot more yeah. um social and more engaged um uh, even uh, those up north yeah. um uh, it, it, of the UK you know yeah. they're a lot more um yeah uh sociable in that you know they have that less they have less kind of um yeah. in- inhibitions in talking to other people maybe it's just us londoners yeah. um but it's just uh yeah yeah i think that it's was true. one of the solutions to yeah to this issue so, you know going out and just talking to people in your daily life that yeah. you may where you may just have a you know a one word answer for them yeah. actually you know have that conversation um, and, and that can help yeah. um, alleviate some of these issues
0: yeah, another initiative that I'd seen uh, sort of in this area um, this is also an article on the BBC website around published around about the same time actually around about um, this is uh, back in uh, sorry it was actually June of this year and um, the article uh, was headed uh, "Loneliness: Adopt a Grandparent Scheme Flies, but Northern Ireland Charities Warn of Legacy." So, it's a charity that was set up in Northern Ireland. Adopt a Grandparent, okay? I'll t- I'll give a bit more sort of context to this. Um, so, sort of the, the sort of the opening sort of caption is "One letter at a time." That's how we're going to combat loneliness. So, Kathleen Hammond. Um, sort of a participant in this is feeling overwhelmed she has just launched an adopt a grandparent scheme which aims to set volunteers up as pen pals for elderly people and it proved so popular that it received more than a thousand applications in less than 24 hours um the scheme has now received about two thousand applications and the number continues to grow with four new team members being brought on board to keep up with demand um So, and so she, Kathleen goes on to say she wasn't surprised actually at the sort of the take up. And she says, Northern Ireland as a community, we do care. And when things like this pop up, we, you know, we do really rally, we do rally around. and it, and it was just yeah, So once again, it's sort of highlighting various statistics. So in its latest study on loneliness, the charity found that eight out of ten people in Northern Ireland believe loneliness has become a bigger problem since the COVID nineteen pandemic began. So it's really, which you know, it's quite sad, isn't it? That we're sort we're sort of seeing similar. There's an there's an echo of this, this issue in various parts of, of of the country, around the fact that it's it's just becoming a bit too obvious now that there is there there is an obvious issue of loneliness. It's not you know it's not sort of a sort of an um an exaggerated sort of problem
2: um i think in the uk yeah. i mean um the we do have an aging population yes. right and that has that has been yeah. um something that we've known about for some time yeah and so i think yeah. that we are going to need new initiatives and yeah. innovative innovative kind of um, ideas to, to try and yeah. um, tackle this yeah. um, because as you say um, it is um, it, it, it may be the next or, or maybe already maybe already is the next uh, epidemic or, or, mm. or p- pandemic but it's kind of a, mm. a silent thing that we don't we don't um, mm. we don't necessarily exactly. Um, exactly see so clearly
0: exactly that's a good point in the same article, um, <clears throat> you know, there was a line here, and this this really will break your heart here. It says, it says, John, a 93-year-old from Bangor, gets a weekly check-in and chat call from Heather from Age, Northern Ireland. And sometimes it's the only conversation he'll have in a week. Okay, um, He says, we talk about anything and everything. She's very interested in the life that I've led, and she asked me about what I've done. I mean that's quite that's quite that's heartbreaking, isn't it? You know, a, a call, one call, one conversation in a week,
2: and, and that's the only person that that they speak to in a week. Is, is... Mm.
0: yes, yeah. So it's you're right. It is it's, it's it's just one. It's just like a silent. It's a silent issue, um, which and unfortunately, you won't, you don't really appreciate it, I suppose, when you're sort of younger in life, and as you sort of move up, move through life, I guess, as you sort of you know progress towards the sort of the um, the upper age limit you know that's that's when you begin to realize um yeah that's really really sad that um we mentioned a bit about about the sort of government sort of they've tried to sort of try to tackle this um in 2018 the government strategy um it, it sort of tried to sort of deal with the sort of loneliness um problem i'm just going to talk a little bit about that because at that, that was quite interesting actually because there has been an update since it was launched it was launched um back in 2018 and um so objectives are set out in the 2018 loneliness strategy there were three overarching objectives to guide the government's work on loneliness so the first one was reduce stigma of loneliness by building the national conversation on loneliness so that people feel able to talk about loneliness and reach out for help um, which is just a key point, actually. I think you're right. There is this sort of, uh, maybe the younger generation, you know, are, are afraid to talk about it, uh, or were afraid to talk about it. That it's seen as if you're young, then you, you know you, you're sort of at the sort of the, the peak of your of your life. You wouldn't want to admit that you've got no friends, I guess. That's
2: yeah. I mean, just you may even be surrounded by people, and yeah. maybe maybe even and still feel lonely. That's true, yeah, um, true. So yeah. I, I and, and like I say, yeah, there the, the probably is more of a stigma uh, attached to to younger people yeah. um, that that you just expect that they would, yeah. um, or or they would um, maybe feel if they didn't have as many friends that that they'd feel yeah um, yeah yeah so, some sort of uh, complex about that potentially exactly.
0: yeah the the second objective was around driving a, a lasting shift so that relationships and loneliness are considered in policy making. And delivery by organisations across society, um, supporting and amplifying the impact of organisations that are connecting people. So I think this is this is probably a bit more about more sort of interdepartmental working and sort of you know joined up approaches. So we'll, we'll, let's see what's been kind of done in that area in a moment. And then the third objective was play our part in improving the evidence base on loneliness, making a compelling case for action, and ensuring everyone has the information they need to make informed decisions through challenging times. Um, have to admit, I'm not sure exactly what that one means. Uh so I want to see what I'm going to see the update against that objective, um, because in sort of just earlier part of this year, they released sort of a. Naturally, sort of, the government has to sort of report back on what it's done in in relation to that strategy. So the update that we have here was from February 2022. So under the sort of the objective one about reducing the stigma. Uh, around um, you know, building the sort of the national conversation on loneliness um, they've said since 2019 we've, we've been building uh, this is so this is on the .gov.uk website since 2019 the government have been building a national conversation around loneliness through the let's talk loneliness campaign over the past year we've continued to encourage people to talk, to take steps to, to help themselves and others in june During Loneliness Awareness Week, we work with partners, including BT, TikTok, Royal Mail, to reach millions of people. There was also a loneliness engagement fund that was launched, um, um, provided nine grants to support organisations to work with these groups. Uh, What we will do next, over the next year, we will continue to work with partners as part of the Better Health Every Mind Matters campaign to grow the national conversation on loneliness. We will continue to remind people that it is okay to feel lonely and encourage everyone to take action to help themselves and others. I have to admit I'm kind of struggling here <laughs> i I, I, look, I don't envy the I don't envy the government here it's it's difficult I mean irrespective of the the political party that's in power, be it labor, Tories, liberal Democrats anyone I mean this is a tough issue to solve right and and it's not going to happen overnight and with the best will in the world and the, with the best strategy in the world. Um I I'm, I'm just wondering it's a lot of... I mean
2: I, I, I wasn't even aware of uh, well, exactly of, of, of this and exactly. so maybe yeah. it needs to be uh, yeah. publicized a bit more but but yeah. you're right it, it it is it is an unenviable task yeah. yeah. and it I mean this probably only scratches the surface exactly. and and, exactly. and um you know it looks at you know trying to deal with the symptoms but I think it's yeah. probably a bigger That's societal a Issue. Yeah. Um. I think earlier on, when you were talking about the different countries that you know um, feel a bit more lonely, and you're talking about the aspect of a yeah. family, and yeah. um, I think in this country, you know, a lot more people are living alone. Yeah. And I think that's driven. Yeah. Um. Obviously, how you know the, the fact that people are feeling more yeah. more lonely. Yeah. Um. And you know, maybe that f- family value. Is, or that family unit is not um you know is not there as much yeah. and and that's contributing to this so it it probably requires a fundamental yeah. shift within society and yeah. um, an awareness of, of of what the consequences of, yeah. of that are yeah um, and so yeah like you say the, the government um, certainly has their work cut out on this mm. um, but yeah. it, I think raising awareness and and you know um, these kind of schemes are definitely needed mm. um, because I, I think this is uh, a never increasing
0: um, yeah. issue you're right sadly I think you'll only get worse unfortunately given the fact that either the UK is an aging population but I, I, I like the fact I, I mean, will come back to this I think in the second half of the show but I think, I think you can hit the nail on the head there where it's sort of tackling um, sort of the, the symptoms rather than sort of the root cause is it seems to be it just, that's generally how sort of, how kind of politics works here, that, you know, why not look at the root problem um to, to sort of, you know, address the issues at hand. But we'll talk a bit more about that in a I second. I
2: mean, homelessness is... Yeah. it's been on the rise for exactly how many years and yeah. uh you know uh, that was surely that will contribute to to this
0: exactly yes exactly so i
2: mean one of the things that needs to be tackled is is homelessness as well yeah Um uh, and so these are all kind of they all kind of go hand in hand yeah uh and, and are all uh, interlinked because you don't just get um an issue of loneliness yeah. just from from nothing that there there are an array of issues that that would lead to this.
0: Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Um I thought we'll sort of finish off this sort of first half of the show uh, um in terms of I thought general practical advice that various websites um have 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 suggested in sort of, you know, helping helping tackling loneliness. Um this was taken from the Mind website, uh Mind sort of the mental health charity, uh mind.org.uk um and it sort of suggests uh, various sort of pointers um that can sort of you know how can i manage loneliness um I, and some of these are interesting because we're going to see in a moment how it sort of resonates with sort of islamic sort of ethics principles which have been established for the last sort of you know 1500 years or so um you know when you know when when, when the holy quran was revealed to the founder of islam the holy prophet peace be upon him and but i have come to what this website is saying what the mind website is saying and it says for example it says um under one under one heading i uh, make new connections uh if you if you're feeling lonely because of a lack of satisfying social contact in your life you could try and meet more or different people which i think comes back to the point you made earlier actually around kind of extend that conversation even further um you know, just you know, if you're having a conversation, try and go go, go that kind of extra little bit, that extra mile. And it says, to, you know, to try and you know join a class or a group based on your hobbies or interest. Um, it's interesting where it said this could include online groups uh, if you can't attend in person. Um, and if you're able to, volunteering is a good way to, of meeting people. Um, uh, and then there are other aspects. Um, but yeah, this is interesting. Be careful when comparing yourself to others.
2: Yeah, this one I found interesting because yeah. I mean we've covered uh, topics about the, you know, keeping up with the Joneses yeah. and, and and those kind of things and yeah. that's certainly It's
0: interesting how it's popped up here.
2: Yeah, and, and you mentioned the Islamic aspect of it and yeah. you know we've talked about looking at the, you know, those that are worse off than you rather than, you know, yeah. trying to um look up and, and and feeling that kind of envy of, you know, what does that person have. Exactly. Um so yeah, it definitely um Yeah, that's really interesting. Spiked. Yeah, how the
0: sort of the two sort of me at this on, on this sort of on this topic on the, on, the, on the website on the mind website it says it's very hard to stop comparing ourselves to others we all do it but it can help to just be aware that things are not always what they seem from the outside and it actually and it, and it gives the example of social media it says for example on social media we very often only see what other people want to share about their lives and this can make us feel like we're the only ones feeling lonely um yeah, so that that that's probably a, that's a big factor, isn't it? Particularly, and maybe that explains actually what we talked about in the early part of the show, around the sort of the younger generation, that sort of Generation Z, who who are sort of reporting the fact that they are feeling more lonely, and I wonder if it's because as a result of sort of looking at social media, yeah, as making them feel more lonely. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, interestingly, they've given an um, they've given an example of uh, yeah. someone who. Said I sometimes feel lonely when I'm overwhelmed by human information, oh, the news, social media, TV, negative gossip, etc. Yeah. I feel so separate and different to most people. Wow. Now, this is something that I think we all face. That, yeah. that because we, you know, constantly have our phones or our laptops or access to the internet, we're being overloaded with, yeah. with, you know, even you know, last few days where we've seen, um, you know. Boris Johnson's, yeah. um, you know, is he resigning, is he not? You know, yeah. just constantly yeah. bombarded with, yeah. with information. Yeah, 20 ministers, MPs have now resigned, now yeah. it's 40. You yeah. know, it's just constant. Yeah. Um, And, you know, here it's interesting that this person is saying they feel lonely when they're overwhelmed with this information because yeah. they feel separate and different to most, yeah. most people. But yeah, it's probably... Many people are probably feeling the same way,
0: actually. Yeah, yeah you're right, absolutely. It's just, it, it's almost like there's no time... For reflection, um, just to kind of allow us. I mean, this is what this this is the irony of it. I think. I think when the pandemic first when it happened, it's it's sort of it naturally society came to a grinding halt. And you would have thought that the pandemic would have given or lockdown would have given us um, sort of that that sort of that pause for reflection, and maybe coming out of the sort of the pandemic, society in itself would sort of think, okay. We can do better, and I think sadly, I'm not really seeing that. I'm kind of seeing sort of things are kind of going back to the old ways. Unfortunately, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, am, I, am I being a bit hard, the glasses no, half? 20? No, I
2: mean, I, I think that was one of the uh, the worries that that I had as well. That you know, I think it it certainly was an opportunity to try and um yeah. You know, improve the way we do things you know we we talked about okay we can't travel uh, anymore you know there's less pollution and whatever it is but how can we now use this moment to Mm. um improve the way we do things and reduce you know waste and emissions and and all these kind of uh, you know things that that we've we've been discussing over um past months and um yeah so I think you're right there is that element of we're creeping back into our old ways. Yeah. I think some of that is is to be expected because yeah. that's what we're we're used to yeah. but uh, at the same time you know you'd hope that we can yeah. make a progressive change for for the better.
0: Yeah no no exactly. Um on that point we'll actually take a short break um because on the second half of the program we'll actually be examining what exactly are the teachings that we can take from islamic sources in terms of dealing and tackling loneliness so stay with us and join us
1: after the break you're listening to the voice of islam radio broadcasting on dab and via the internet 24 hours a day writings of the promised messiah alayhi salam then arise and repent and win the pleasure of god through good works remember that the punishment of wrong beliefs is after death being a hindu or a christian or a Muslim will be determined on the day of judgment, but a person who goes beyond the limit in wrongdoing, transgression, disobedience, and vice, is punished in this life. Such a one cannot escape God's chastisement. So hasten to win God's pleasure, and before the dreadful day arrives, namely the day of intensity, of the plague of which the prophets have warned, make your peace with God. He is very benevolent. Through the one moment of the repentance that melts the heart, He can forgive the sins spread over 70 years. Do not say that repentance is not accepted. Remember that you cannot be saved by your deeds. It is grace that saves and not deeds. Benevolent and merciful Lord, bestow Thy grace upon all of us. We are Thy servants and have fallen down upon thy threshold amen Hazrat Yusuf, on whom we peace, mentions God's favors by virtue of his attribute of Al Latif, the benignant. By recalling how God was his friend, while his brothers conspired against him according to the lexicon, Latif is a kind of gracious being, one who is benevolent to his creation, as well as one who is aware of all subtle and incomprehensible matters. Al Latif is one who illuminates hearts, who makes arrangements for physical and spiritual nourishment and who offers his friendship to his servants during times of tribulation. The promised Messiah on whom be peace said that sight, intellect and consciousness cannot reach God. It is impossible to try and see him he is Latif. he is unseen and illuminates the person he reaches to such an extent that the person speaks for him a divine honor mostly granted upon the prophets of god god is the knower of all subtleties and is all aware he is of those who seek him and raises prophets to be their guide to him His light is manifested through his prophets as they spread the light of unity of God all around them. Among all the prophets of God, the holy prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him disseminated this light the most. For it was he who had the most perfect perception of God and it was he who was completely imbued in the colors of God. In the current age, because of his perfect and complete devotion and subservience to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, God has granted this distinct honor to the promised Messiah on whom be peace. It is the attribute of Allah latif that makes God the friend of his servants in all trials and tribulations. Just as the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, continuously prayed for the reformation of his Ummah, as well as his opponents, as only Al-Latif can be the guidance and reformation. Al-Latif is the supporter of the victim, the voice of the oppressed. Al-Latif is that companion whose loyalty never fails to astound. It is he who fills hearts with his magnificent light. Then should we not be grateful for the mercy? of al-latif you're listening to the voice of islam radio broadcasting on dab and via the internet 24 hours a day
0: assalamu Alaikum and welcome back to part 2 of the pathway to peace show um, you've joined gleemonor uh, and anania tahir where we're tackling we're discussing the topic of tackling loneliness fulfilling the rights of others um, so in the first half we were actually kind of going through various statistics um, kind of citing evidence really to show that loneliness is on the increase Uh, And and citing various reasons for why that is the case Um, But in this segment of the show We're actually looking at So what exactly does Islam say um, In terms of tackling loneliness And I think it wouldn't come as a surprise That given the nature of of religion But Islam in particular um, I mean I think it's fair to say A very social religion And I say social From the point of view that As Muslims we're commanded to Pray five times a day In which one is actually to pray in congregation so you can imagine that's an opportunity to come to the mosque five times a day added to the fact that once a week we have the friday prayer um which has almost as a sort of on a societal level or a town you know level, people are coming together you know in some ways the friday prayers have have been sort of termed um almost a sort of a mini Eid, as such such as the sort of the high status that the, the friday prayers have taking it a step further we have um, the sort of the Eid um, prayers, you know, t- two Eids uh, that take place in a year, um, and you can imagine even then, sort of the, the the sort of the the attendees at that function becomes even larger. T- and taking that step even further, and then we have what is the, the the pillar of Islam known as the Hajj, you know, the pilgrimage to Mecca, to you know, to be done at least in one's lifetime if 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 the person has the means, you know, physically and they're they're functionally able to do so. And you can imagine that's almost meeting on a on a global on a global scale, so there really isn't any excuse not to meet people. I guess is that fair to say?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, Islam, I guess, it encourages it, or you know, uh, make, m- makes it um, you know mandatory in some ways. By as you mentioned, the the, the Friday hmm. um, the Friday prayer uh, each Friday, yeah. uh, and then as you say, you've got the the two eids, so yeah. um, twice a year. Um, you know you'd be going to the mosque and and meeting people uh, after the eid eid prayer yeah uh, and then you know very very timely that that you mentioned hajj yeah. um as as this is the time where um people are um uh, are performing yeah. uh hajj and, and 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 so they are you know this i mean I, we know it's been limited to to kind of a million this year, but you know yeah. in 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 past years it's been you know many millions of, of 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 people, yeah, um, and and they're all coming together, uniting, doing the the same thing, yeah, um, and everyone everyone's wearing the same thing. So this this aspect where we talked about you yeah. know yeah maybe that that envy of uh, exactly. you know what other people have, etc. Everyone, regardless of uh, of yeah. who you are, yeah. you're wearing the same thing, yeah, and you're there um worshiping worshipping god the you know yeah. um in the same place yeah and side uh, side. yeah, yeah and, and you're doing it um with other people i mean of course you're doing it individually but you're doing it amongst other people yeah. um and 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 there is that social interaction yeah. uh, involved in it
0: uh, absolutely and and i think it's just remarkable where we see what is termed in in arabic sort of terminology um the ahadith the sayings um, of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of God be upon him, and there's some really, really profound, beautiful sayings, where you know he sort of you know highlighted the sort of the the the, the value of friendship. He says you know, on one occasion he cited in in the book of of so Bukhari, where he says, if you wish to mention the faults of your friend, mention your own faults first. So it's really you know it's kind of highlighting. You know, sort of that—that that sort of pledge of friendship, that trust. You know, uh, there's no point, sort of, you know, you know, exposing others when you know you yourself have, you know, quali- you know, negative qualities. Um, and this is quite beautiful, uh, where he says, you know, your best friend is the one who, seeing him, reminds you of God. Speaking to him increases your knowledge, and his actions remind you of the life of the hereafter. And that's quite profound. That's almost telling you the qualities to look for in a friend.
2: Absolutely, that that is it's a very, a very profound uh, hadith there.
0: Yeah, um, but but there, but this, for me, what's remarkable, and you know, it never ceases to amaze me. But when you see, you read these sort of sayings of the Holy Prophet, uh, peace be upon him, and and now you sort of you know you look at it with sort of 21st century eyes on it, with sort of this sort of you know social psychological sort of perspective on things, where you know you read of certain sort of hadiths where meeting one another you know, you're giving a smile to, 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 to sort of a passerby it is, it has been sort of equated with almost as a form of charity. And that's that's quite remarkable, actually, because that, I think if people realise the sort of the value behind that. That's quite infectious, the sort of the smile and sort of the positivity it brings with it. It's very subtle. And yet it has quite far-reaching consequences yeah
2: absolutely I mean you know just, just you mentioned the you know, greeting or, or yeah. salam giving you know, yeah. uh, the salutation of, of peace to, yes. to someone else it, yeah. and, and that might not seem like a, a big thing but yeah. it, it's again it's those little interactions that yeah. um, you know it's just yeah. the, the small interactions that you know bring a positive energy like say the smile is infectious yeah. um, and so these they shouldn't be underestimated really yeah
0: yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Um, but I guess because I think all of this comes from the fact that it is part and parcel of sort of Islamic theology that, as Muslims, you know, it's, it's, our, it's our very nature to sort of serve mankind. And I think the, really the, there's a, a verse that sort of really stands out in this regard from chapter 4, verse 37, where it says, serve God and join not any partners with him and do good. And it says, do good to the parents to kinsfolk, to the orphans, to those in need, to the neighbours who are near, to the neighbours who are far and are strangers, the companion by your side, or the or the, the traveller, the wayfarer. So it's kind of listing, after sort of um, acknowledging that there is only one God, it, it sort of then turns your the sort of the 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 reader's attention to and and here are groups of society, and in re- and really and truly, there's not a single. Segment or portion of society that's been left out because the the, sort of the categories I've been listed here are so wide in its context. I mean, just take for the fact the neighbours who are near and the neighbours who are are far, who you don't know. Um, That just shows that everyone is sort of covered here. If you were to do sort of a Venn diagram, everyone is covered in terms of offering out sort of help and assistance to. I mean, that really is sort of the, the, the golden principle, really, isn't it, in terms of establishing.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we mentioned earlier that you know the, the uh, adopt a grandparent, yeah, kind of thing, yeah, and, and these these things are, yeah. are covered by Islam in 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 many different forms and 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 ways, and yeah, um, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, mean, I think these these new ideas that we're that we're seeing, yeah, um, you know, Islam has is, has is prescribed a, you yeah. know, a way of, of dealing with these.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't sort of you know escape this topic without mentioning. Sort of the words of his holiness, the Khalifa of the Amdi Muslim Movement, uh, Hazrat Mizam Musur Ahmed, the fifth Caliph, There was a sermon that he delivered on the final sermon of the annual convention of 2021. Around sort of the rights of of our fellow of our fellow sort of you know fellow people basically fellow man, um, a, a profound sermon which I think if one sort of reflects upon sort of the various groups. That he highlights in terms of you know the the, the rights that we owe to these keep you know keep groups within society it, it, It's a, a remedy for sort of you know um, really providing that sort of foundation of peace within society. Under the heading of the rights of friends, His Holiness says that Islam teaches the, the to honour the rights of friends. He says one should befriend those who are pure of heart, and then honour that friendship. He states a verse from the Quran which states, from chapter 3, verse 119, O ye who believe, take not others than your own people as intimate friends. They will not fail to corrupt you. They love to see you in trouble. Hatred has already shown itself through the utterances of their mouths, and what their breaths conceal is greater still. We have made clear to you our commandments, if you will understand. And so His Holiness says that God has included friends in the sphere of close relatives, showing thereby the manner and care With which they should be treated, goes on to say that Islam teaches to honour friendship for the sake of God. Any other friendship is merely temporary, whereas a friendship for the sake of God carries a firm and strong bond, which is beyond mere friendship and can therefore be sustained. This also increases the love with which friends treat one another. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of God be upon him, said that anyone who prays for their brother when they are not present the angels pray for the same to be accepted in favour of the supplicant. Brothers here include friends as well. This is the manner in which Islam has fostered love between friends. Islam also teaches that friends should not be upset with each other and refrain from speaking with one another for more than three days. Furthermore, Islam teaches that one should also uphold the friendships of their parents even after they have passed away, thus establishing the honour of friendships for generations. So some really sort of stark principles which have followed it sort of it just it's the foundation really um in sort of you know kind of bringing sort of animosity um to an end um but tackling loneliness really i think mean, tackling the problems that society has been has been talking about and and will keep on talking about sad to say um but really but i guess that the the foundation of all this comes from the fact that we are friends with with one another for the sake of God, and maybe that's sort of the central pillar, isn't it?
2: Yes, yeah, that's a that's a, a good way of uh, good way of looking at it, and and it comes back to the um, the the example you gave of um, you know what to look for in a in a in a yeah. friend, and you know someone yeah. who reminds you of uh, of God, actually. Yeah. So that 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 is uh, certainly um, yeah uh, an interesting point that you've made there. Yeah.
0: Well, only for time reasons, I'm afraid we have to draw to a close. Um, but before we do. Here's a quote from the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mizraq Ahmad of the awaited Messiah, Mahdi, who was to come in the latter days, who sums up the overarching solution to the problem of loneliness in society. He says, My way of life is such that he who becomes a friend of mine might change anyway, but I do not cut myself off from him. Of course, if he cuts himself off, I can do nothing about it. If a friend of mine drinks and gets intoxicated and falls down in the bazaar or the marketplace and there is a crowd of people around him, I will not fear anyone as to what the people might say and I will carry him away from there. The pledge of friendship is a great thing and it should not be broken for no good reason. However unpleasant might be something that a friend does, it should be overlooked and borne with forbearance. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Pathway to Peace. and We're back same time next week. I've been your host, Kaleem Munro, and thank you to my co-presenter, Anil Tahir. You can comment on today's programme through Twitter by tweeting at Voice of Islam UK. Peace be upon you.